0: Hello and welcome once again to the Epsilon Theory Podcast. As always, we benefit so much from your feedback, so if you enjoy the podcast today, please go on to the service where you downloaded it and like, share, and subscribe. Leave us a rating and some feedback. We always benefit from knowing how we can improve the podcast, as well as any topics you'd like us to cover in the future. All right, well, that's out of the way. Uh, I am your host, Rusty Gwynn, and for today's podcast, I will be joined by two people, not just the usual, although I am joined, (laughs) as always, by Dr. Ben Hunt, my partner. Hey, Rusty. Hey, Ben. Uh, And I am also joined in the studio uh, today here with our our community manager for the Epsilon Theory website, uh, Harper Hunt.
1: Nice to be here, Rusty.
0: Nice to have you, uh, hopefully for uh, many future podcasts as well. Today's topic is going to be a little bit different. So for the first few podcasts of 2021, we've really been focusing on what I would describe as more political and investments focused topics. And and today the topic is going to be a bit more socially oriented.
2: A bit more personal too.
0: I think that's right. Mm And uh, specifically, we're focusing on this concept that you unveiled, uh, I think, in 2019, and That's which we right. talked about, and uh, especially through a lot of the the COVID pandemic, which was this idea of make, protect, teach. And so, without stealing too much of your thunder, because again, <laughs> this is sort of a social a, a social concept, right? I uh, maybe turn it over to you and, and and talk about some of what you've written on this topic, and and kind of tell us where you want to go on this podcast today.
2: Sure, Rusty. Thanks. I. I I tried to come up with a notion of of how to put what we write about in epsilon theory into actual practice because that's that's the feedback we get most often. Right, Rusty is is a uh, okay. I, I like what you write, but you know now what stocks do I buy?
0: I don't know. I see the direct messages people send you on Twitter. You get some feedback that is a little different <laughs> from that sometimes.
2: Yes, that's true. That's true. But
0: yes, it is.
2: Yeah. Right. And and, and I get it you know, we want to put things into practice in our lives. But rather than become a stock tout, right, yeah. and talk about that, I said, well, look, if, if we're going to talk about how to put this into pr- stuff into practice, let's talk about something that's important to put into practice, right? How do we lead a life worth worth leading how how do we find a community of like-minded people to work together to make the world a freaking better place? What I think specifically, you know, what
0: this 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 imperative that you just described, yeah. and I think also the responses that a lot of people have had to say, okay, but how do we do it? Were mm-hmm. a response to the, a lot of the the writing that we've done about what what you coined the the widening gyre, yep, right, and this idea that, you know, in particular in America, but I think this is a phenomenon it's global, that exists
2: global, global for sure,
0: is that there is a a polarization as we all know of of politics that Permeates every aspect of, of of our of our culture. It's not just political. It becomes the way we think about everything. It's the framing for everything, and so there's this this process of of, of uh, abstraction, mm-hmm. whereby everything becomes about these sort of global political narratives. And so the idea was, well, we don't want to do that. We don't want to be that. How do we respond to it? And and I think that the 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 desire to kind of get an answer to that question on this dimension more so maybe even than investing or you know anything else that we write about was was really palpable from the, the the
2: readers. How do we reconnect, right? That that's what it's about. How do we reconnect with what's important in our world when we are besieged, when we are immersed in a world of powerful interest, powerful political interests like political parties, powerful uh, business interest, right? Who wants you to to buy their brand of soap or you know smartphone. Powerful social interest, right? powerful media interest—it—it—it it, it all comes together to alienate us, to separate us from the real, right? Uh, our families, our friends, our neighbors, our our, our world—we we are taken into this world of abstraction. Intentionally so, Rusty. Intentionally so. Because once you are separated from what we like to call your pack, <laughs> right? Then you're easy pickings, right? You, 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 you take on the logic of the flock, of the sheep, right? As, as and, and that's, what are sheep for? They're for wool and mutton, <laughs>
1: right? I'm, I'm reminded of the quote from Game of Thrones, where it's uh, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely, but when you wrote about this topic, yeah, for the not the first time, but in in a really coherent way in in 2019, it wasn't sheep, it wasn't wolves. That I think the example that you referred to was was not necessarily for what we ought to be, but for what we we have a tendency to be in the presence of abstraction, in the presence of the widening jar, was the rhinoceros.
2: Yeah, that that's right. So there's this. This is the first time I, I talked about that, right? And, and it's the title of this famous play by, by, by Ionesco. And I, I write about in the note the, the, about called, titled Make, Protect, Teach, you know, Ionesco went through a widening gyre, right? He lived a, a horrific widening gyre. And, and it's his description of how all of society in this little central European town where it's set, where it all goes awry, where people start becoming rhinoceroses, right? It's part of the theater of the absurd. So, so it, and, and how absurd is that, right? That, that, you know, someone would just all of a sudden become a rhinoceros. Right? But the genius of the play, right? The way it impacted me so much was the sheer banality of becoming a rhinoceros. Right. Is that you'd look at us go, oh, someone else, you know, that person just became a rhinoceros. Oh well. And what is a rhinoceros? Of course a rhinoceros is a rampaging brute. And we think of the rampaging brutes as being associated with the fascist and the and you know, the big bullies and the like. But here's the thing everyone becomes a rhinoceros in Ionesco's play. Right? It and and frankly, it's the intellectuals they're the worst rhinoceroses. They're the worst because you know what? They know better. They know better, but it's just so comforting. It's so easy to become a rampaging rhinoceros as opposed to a thinking, feeling human being that everyone becomes a rhinoceros except for one man. And it's not a happy ending because it's, it's, it's miserable being the one human <laughs> right, Led with, with, who, who has empathy for others and, and still has human cares and desires, right? In a world of rhinoceroses. And that's why I wrote this, that's why I brought this up because the way out of this is to find other human beings and to, to come together and, and encourage the, the cooperation and what it means to be human and what it means to be human in a, in a modern society in a very real way as opposed to the abstracted way that we are encouraged to behave, is making, protecting, and teaching. I really think that's how we come back together and we we reclaim our humanity here. It's and it's amazing
0: to me how many times we have
2: to learn this lesson. Right, and and
0: mm-hmm. because you, I, I know I see it, and because in in our our world there's a lot of forms that rhinoceroses take. Yeah, you know. I think one of the more common and familiar forms for most of the people who are going to be listening to this is all the people who transformed over the last eight years into social media rhinoceroses, right? We all know them, right? It's the sort of the proverbial aunt or uncle, right? Yeah. Or, or niece or nephew, depending on where you kind of fit on, on those particular spectrums. Yeah. So that
1: guy on Facebook. That guy yeah. on Facebook.
0: Yeah. And, and and I think that 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 dimension of, oh, that person just, I guess they're a rhinoceros now. They're a rhinoceros now. But The thing that has accompanied that, I think, so often is whenever there is a, you know, let's say a kind of banal call that, you know, let's all come together, there is such a visceral response to that that says, you know what, I think I'm probably fine to not come together with actual Nazis.
2: Or I think I'm kind of,
0: you know, I think I'm pretty good to not come together with actual people who want to, you know, fill in the blank X of the the various, you know, disgust that you might have with someone on that that, that other side of the equation. And that is the the fuel for the widening gyres, that there will always be that tendency toward becoming a rhinoceros because you are being put in this position of rejecting You know, always having a ready excuse for avoiding that attempt to kind of reestablish a, a, you know, a coordinated game or a collaborative game.
2: Yeah, that's right, Rusty. And and because of that, right, because there and and because there are such powerful forces, both political interest, uh, financial interest on a top down level that love this separation and alienation. They, I mean, this it makes money, it gains votes, it garners power, right? So, so there, there are enormous top-down forces to perpetuate this. And what I believe so strongly is that the, the, the answer to this, the path forward, how do we put you know, this into practice in our own lives, is not to create a new top-down entity to do battle, Right, it's not forming a new political party, right? It's not—I I don't know—I, I, I, you know, forming some new, you know, company, right? <laughs> right, right. No, no, no. It's 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 things that we can all do, small acts of making, protecting, and teaching that become part of our own identity, that we do from the bottom up, which is different. In
0: addition. From sort of what I would say are are milk toast expressions of sort of this kumbaya, like let's all just be be nice to each other, which is not bad, is not wrong, but this is a little different from that. And as you talk about making, protecting, and teaching, I'd I'd like to talk a little more about what you mean by each of those because I think there's sort of a dictionary definition, but you mean something very particular.
2: Sure, sure. I I I'm, and I really came up with this notion of kind of these three. At human actions, right? Human sources of being and, and acting in the real world that encompassed to me something that was different from managing. Because if I have to put make, protect, teach in opposition to something, I would put it in opposition to managing. Right. Which is sort of the, the theme
0: of, of the Long Now series that this was part of, is that the Long Now is an excessively managed
2: present. Exactly right, Rusty. We, we, I, I really believe that we are living in a world that is the, the triumph of the manager, right, with a, with, with a capital M. And that's true in politics. It's true in, in, in commerce. It, it's increasingly true just in every aspect of our lives and it's part and parcel again of what I'm describing as alienation, as separation from our what, from what makes us human, right? What makes us human, I really believe is making and protecting teaching. What do I mean by making? I mean, it can mean anything from being a, a farmer who makes food, right? It can be a coder, right? Who, who, who makes a program. It can be a kid at a maker fair, right? It can, it can be a, an artist, Right, an inventor—it's—it's it's making a thing with the with the application of some creative idea. Right, it's—it's it's, it's not being a a, a a a widget. Right, it's being a maker, and 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 that encompasses so many different things.
1: Right,
2: and and to be clear, what I'm describing <laughs> doesn't have to be your day job. Right. I'm saying, what is your identity? What is your, what is your passion? What is your, how do you think of yourself? So that that's making, look, protecting that is, that is another one of these, these just fundamental things that makes us human, right? It can protecting clearly means things like being a soldier or a policeman or a fireman. Absolutely. But you know what else it is? It's also, it's also being a doctor. It's also being a nurse. Uh, it's a mechanic fixing a car. It's it's a it it's a this will be relevant for a lot of people. I think listen to this. It's a fiduciary managing a portfolio. It really is. Yeah,
0: and, and it it's interesting. I mean I have an even more expansive view of this concept of protecting. I think all those things fall right. within it. But as as I think about what's lost in the abstraction of, of the widening gyre, it is one of the one of the chief among those things that's lost is an environment for actual risk taking and mm-hmm. where actual risk taking mm-hmm. is incentivized. And so when I think about what it means to protect, what I what I come back to is what can I do to permit others to take to know that they have the ability to take risks and that that it is not going to destroy them. Yep. It is not going to cause them to never take a risk again or to cause others not to take a risk again. And so creating these flexible structures, right? Because that is what all those things you describe are. They are the the existence of hospitals and doctors is what permits us to not live life in terror <laughs> yes. of disease. Yes, right. It is. Yes. It is in fact allowing us to take risk, and I think that's true with with mechanics, right? If if you know your you, there's no mechanic.
1: If you know your brakes work, you'll be a little <laughs> bit more confident driving your car. It's true, and I think it, it exists for everything. And so, even
0: as they just a. A frame of mind change for a, a community banker, right? Or absolutely a, a local, uh, you know, a, a local mayor or a council member to start thinking about in terms of protecting. Protecting. How yep. do you allow others to take risk within whatever community? For you're
2: all these out? things, there's the immediate physical dimension, right? Of making something, of protecting something, or teaching something. Which is the third category we'll talk about. But I think you're right, Rusty. Even more important, or or as important as these physical dimensions, are the dimensions of mind, right? Are the dimensions of our connections with each other, and and, and this I keep coming back to this. This is what makes us human, right? Or or gives a human society the of any value its value. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I'll, and I'll finish with teaching, right? Because that is obviously being a teacher, right? But it's also being a writer. It's also being a scientist, right? It's being a priest. It's being a homeschooling mom. It's really, it's really anyone who's got something to say to their pack, whether that pack is, is, is your family your, or, or broader than whatever, whatever dimension you put that at. If you got something to say and you've got the guts to say it, man, you're a teacher. And, and these three attributes, I, th- I think, are present in all of us. But we're naturally going to find ourselves drawn to, 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 to one or the other, or I hope, right, or multiple ones. It doesn't matter. But it's it's trying to, to create kind of a, a, a framework right, so that we can start thinking again about, about what does connect us to the real, what does serve as a it's not an antidote, right? But it's, but it, but it's a defense against the forces that would seem, to, would seek to separate us and they would seek to alienate us from, 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 who we are. Well, I mean, I, I think it,
0: it is though an opportunity to, whether you want to use your word to, to you know, to reify or to, yeah. you know, a concretion of sort of that human social experience. And you know, it's interesting at, at my church, we don't use the, the make, protect, teach, Framework. Mm-hmm. But we talk about something very similar in, in, in how we describe how we engage with, with the community and what, what it means to do positive things there. And it comes back to time, talent, and treasure. Right. And mm-hmm. how are you sharing mm-hmm. each of those things? And you know, think about making as talent really teaching as a commitment of time. And, and and frankly, more often than not protecting, it can take a lot of forms. But, it, you know, and, and in many cases, it's it's through the the transmission of, of financial risk taking for, you know, at least half of those. And so I think commitments on each of those fronts are are, are challenging. But there's an, a human understanding and it gets back to the point I was making earlier. How many times do we have to relearn this lesson that we, we I think? we reach abstraction yeah. and then we all realize we've got to take this down several layers of scale to, to really actually be, to, to act socially the way that humans evolved to, you know, to act.
2: That's right, Rusty. And, and that is the purpose of this, of this podcast, right? Which is that I don't want make, protect, teach to become its own abstraction. Right. <laughs> right. right. And, and and I don't want to say, Oh yeah, that sounds great. Those are great words. Well, well, well what does it actually mean? And, and so the, if we want to try to encourage this development in, in our, we call it the PAC, right? The Epsilon Theory community. Well, I wanted to get this this podcast together so we could talk about what well, what we'll, some experiences the three of us have had about putting some of these principles into action with a discrete, I'll call it project, right? Of, of making, protecting teaching. But I want to use that as an example. What we're really talking about, make, protect, teach. This is a way of finding identity and a connection for your entire life. So, so we're going to talk about some specific ideas and lessons about how to put this into practice, but I always want to keep coming back to this. This is not something that you, you do as a sideline. This, this I think is, is what makes for a life well lived.
0: Well, that's a that's a big objective for yeah. one for one podcast. One podcast, right? Yeah. Well, so we'll we'll again we'll we'll take it down a couple of layers of yes, scale. let's and, do that. And let's do we'll that. let's get specific. So, you know, I think that the the probably the best example from kind of the last year that touches all of those areas, making, right. protecting, and teaching, is something I know that you, Ben, and actually Harper, you in particular, in a very tangible. Visceral and, and Daily Way were involved in it and this was the project that I think most readers and listeners will be familiar with which is you know the efforts that that we partnered with um, you know some organizations on to procure PPE for first responders and and other people who weren't necessarily getting you know the the heavy pipeline access that was afforded to some of the big hospitals and things like that.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. I and mean, we described it as kind of our underground railroad for getting in 95 and KN95 masks directly to the nurses, the doctors, the EMTs who actually needed them and didn't have them and still don't have them. And, and that's the, the first kind of big point I want to make about, as you say, bringing it down a couple of notches to, well, how do we put this into practice? And this is frankly why I wanted Harper so much to be on this podcast. It's all about the work. It's not about the organization. It's actually not even so much about the money. It's not about the technology you apply. It's about the day in, day out work to make something like this happen.
0: So tell us what you guys made happen and how
2: it happened. Well, I'll give the background for it. And then Harper, who did the work, along with her mother. I'll, I'll tell wife. you what actually it, happened. You'll tell us <laughs> what actually happened, right? So the, the the idea was we know we have frontline heroes and that's the name of the, the 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 charity we set up, right? Frontline heroes. We know they're frontline heroes, doctors, nurses, EMTs, firemen, policemen. Who don't have the armor they need? Who don't have that 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 PPE personal protective equipment, in particular effective masks, right at at protecting themselves N95 K N95 masks, and they're just not available, right? they 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 exist in these giant warehouses for, uh, you know, a Nash for FEMA or some you know state emergency authority they get trickled down to large hospital organizations over time, but somehow they just never get to the people who are actually fighting for us on the front lines of COVID. So our idea was, all right, we want to connect directly with them. We want to source it from wherever we can, not to compete with FEMA or anything like that. We're not doing orders for a million N95 masks. But we are trying to, to, to get them where we can, test them to make sure it's it's their it's it's quality material, and then get them directly into the hands of the people who need it, right? Not in amounts of, oh, here's a fifty thousand mask hospital system, but no, here's a hundred mask nurse at a, at a at a at a emergency clinic, right? That you can share with your team, for an urgent need, and. To date, look, we've 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 sent out, and this is going to be the royal we, and here's where Har- Harper's going to talk about actually getting he, it done. He says we. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm the front guy, right? I'm just I'm just the the, the voice for this, but we have sent out over two thousand individual packages and shipments of N95 and K N95 masks. So well over 200,000, I think we're getting close to now 225 or 250,000 masks that we've sent out in in batches of 100 and 200 masks at a time, directly to the people who need them in all 50 states. And we started doing this last March and it's still going on today. In fact, I think the need is greater than ever. But here's where Harper gets to tell you the rest of the story.
1: So a few details that he's missing out there is like you said before, it's about putting in the work. It's about how hard it can be sometimes and how you have to keep going even when you don't want to keep doing it, even when it's not fun anymore. Uh, so I've been doing this. My, my partner in all of this has thankfully been my mom. Love her, she's been fantastic in all of this. But the two of us have been out there twice a week now where we have to make the boxes, fill them up, print the labels, all of these little things. And then we have to drive 40 minutes to the UPS store that we've partnered with to drop them off. And sometimes we don't really want to do it. Sometimes it's raining. I hate the rain. Sometimes I just don't want to go outside, but you still have to go and do it. Sometimes the situation changes. We get a different type of mask that doesn't fit into our boxes. So we have to figure out how is that going to work? At the beginning, we were getting all of our masks uh, individually wrapped. So we had to count out by hand 100 masks for every box that we would send. Yes, it was as terrible as it sounds. Uh, we both suffer from poor circulation in our hands, so in the Connecticut winters, it was terrible to be out there.
2: It's even, but the amount of work Harper is even more than you're giving it credit for, right? There's the actual putting the boxes together and getting these delivered, and then it's every night going through the requests and the emails and the forms. So it, this is this has been something that's been your life for. More, than a, More than a year now. More than a year now. More than a year now.
1: Also, the the way we've done it has had to change with the seasons, obviously, but also with what we can realistically accomplish. At the beginning, last March, we were going out nearly every day delivering packages, but we quickly realized that pace wasn't sustainable for us, so we scaled it down to going twice a week. And we had to make sure that we hit that twice a week goal. Even if we had to change the days around, we made sure we went twice a week. We had to change things again a little bit when uh, September came around and my younger sister started school. We had to now take that into account. All of those little things where the situation changes and you have to adapt with it. You have to go with those changes. You have to keep going. Any little thing could be an excuse to give up or to press pause to say, I'll get back to it later you know i'll definitely start my diet after the holidays all those little things and <laughs>
0: after my after my wife has her uh, yeah. child <laughs> well so i mean i have a question for you it's a hard one why
1: that is a hard one um i won't say that there's not some sort of personal fulfillment i get out of this it makes me feel good knowing that i'm helping people i like knowing that the midwife who is asking for additional PPE will get them. I like knowing that these people who didn't have resources before do now. Um, I will say I'm definitely not getting any sort of, I want outwardly facing praise because most of the time the people who uh, we send these masks to, we never hear from them again. Sometimes they will send us a note that, you know, they received their masks and a quick thank you but for most people this is a transaction they asked for masks we gave it to them
2: i want to stop here a second i want to focus on this because i think this is such an important point and it's something that 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 everyone listening to this who's thinking about hey i want to do something right i want to put these principles of making and protecting and teaching into practice in and on up in my community or the like about this i I wasn't, I guess, prepared for this, Harper on, on your behalf, and it's it's really changed a lot in my thinking uh, about doing this not out of ego, right, but 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 out of being human and and and, mm-hmm. and, and, and trying to get something going in our greater community. It's hard, right? I, I, I mean, I what what do you think? Maybe one in 40, one in 50 recipients even says thank you?
1: Yeah, about that. We we got more thanks at the beginning. At the
2: beginning, People right. People
1: would send us photos of them receiving their masks. It was all very nice. And listen, it's nice to be thanked. I won't say it's not. Yep. I won't say it doesn't feel good. But I also think that if we were going to be sending out masks based on the amount of thanks and support we get from it, I would be a very, very different organization. But, and,
2: and that's what clicked for me finally, Harper, was it you know, at first it kind of, I got kind of angry on your behalf, right? You know, the, that you're not getting recognized enough, or- or Where's my not, parade, Where's your parade? And then it clicked with me that, you know what? That's okay. It's okay that the recipient of the help they don't have to be grateful. Right? They, they don't have to say, oh, thank you. Oh, what a wonderful thing you're doing. It's really okay. And and I don't, I I just repeated this over and over again. And, and because I, it, it was, it was a real aha moment for me to, 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 to live again, kind of on your mm-hmm. behalf. And I, I'm both proud of you for, I'll say pushing through that with zero, you know, external recognition. But more than that, it changed me. That that it was like, you know, what I I get it. It people who need these masks, right? They're all exhausted, right? They
1: They don't have time to compose the grand soliloquy thanking (laughs) me. They've got lives to save. They've got to move on. Things to do.
0: Well, and and I. I'm sort of struck here by how the the typical response to this, and by typical I mean mine, (laughs) would have been at some point in this process to say, "I've done enough." Right. And what's so interesting about that response is number one that it's extraordinarily common. So we've all felt Mm -hmm. that before. We've all been there. We've done something. And two, it's it reveals I think the spirit of instrumentality that we often apply whenever we're doing something that we start to think of as being charitable. And not everything in Make, Protect, Teach is what we would call charity. A lot of it fits in and this one does. Mm -hmm. But I I think that there is a, a real tendency anytime we're doing not just charity work, but anything that's involved in making, protecting, and teaching that makes the thing that is being done transactional and yep. the person involved on the other side, who may be receiving whatever that service is, an instrument, and in effect, it becomes the abstraction of our well-being. Right? So right, where the the action is 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 abstracted. Again, the whole problem we were trying to solve, it's now we've now made it about us, and that is maybe the most common pitfall. But on the other end of the spectrum, and I'm kind of curious from your experiences on this project, I would have thought that this would have been prone to the opposite thing, which is often an abstraction into scale and bureaucracy. Into scale
2: and bureaucracy. You could yep.
0: have, i presuming on the fundraising oh, yeah. side, we could have raised millions of more dollars and made this into a national charity if you had the desire to. In,
2: in, in a heartbeat. I mean, so so on that fundraising side, Rusty, you know, we stopped taking money. right? We raised, it was right about a million dollars it very quickly. And, and, look, you've done this Rusty, a lot too. I've done this. I, I think about all the, the funds, you know, the investment funds where you try to raise money for this is, you know, the company you and I've started, this is my seventh company to start, you know, with, with, you know, raising money for it. People tell you it's easy to raise money for something. They're lying to you. It's never easy to raise money. It just, it's never easy to raise money. Except this. This was very easy to raise money for. People uh, so generous and wanting to contribute to to this effort, so we stopped raising money precisely because we didn't wanna have more money than we could spend on on, on this effort. We didn't want, as you're saying, to abstract this into a permanent bureaucracy and a permanent charity.
1: On the other end of that, sort of for manpower, I've received questions from people who have sent masks to and a fair number of people from the Epsilon Theory Pack asking if there was something they could do, yeah. if they could help mail packages, if we needed help, any of like the smaller groundwork that they could help with. And thankfully we've had things pretty under control. We've got a pretty good central base going on here, but that always really stuck out to me was that people wanted to, to take that extra step. They wanted to do just a little bit more.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I think that there, so much of that can be so positive and good. Yes. And yet. And yet. As is so often the case, as the scale rises, we find ourselves back in that, that same old place again, where we've now, as opposed to abstracting it into being about us, we've now taken an, an act of service and abstracted it into being about a mission an or organization. an organization
2: or, or, a tech, technology, or a technology, increasingly. Uh, so... Russi, you're so right. So, so I think they're kind of twin pitfalls. Is that the right word? I'll use it anyway. Pitfalls in in engaging in making and protecting and teaching in this regard. One is transactionalizing it. Right? And the other is abstracting it or finding ways to insert abstractions into it. Because let's face it, in our modern world, these are the things we're comfortable with. We're comfortable with turning something into a transaction we're so comfortable with abstracting something
0: well, because those are both the the instruments of
2: a managed world that's right Trans, transactions that's right. and abstraction right. here's what i think you, you how much organization formal organization should you have around a project like this enough to raise money that's it right we we needed to go the 501c3 route because we did need to raise a million dollars for this. And, you know, for for that amount of money, you need a, a, look, you've got to have a certain amount of organization and and transparency and, and formality to it. The other aspect of, the, you know, how much technology, but you don't need more than that. Right? We don't need more than that. We don't need more money. We don't need more organization. We don't need a bigger bureaucracy to accomplish what we're trying to accomplish here. How much technology do you need? You need enough technology to track the money. <laughs> That's what you need the technology for. But it's so easy to get wrapped up in, oh, let's build a database or let's create a just-in-time technological outsourced solution for this piece of the puzzle. It It's not the work. Or
0: even, you know, and on a smaller scale, right? Because not all of of these things are going to be at the sort of million dollar fundraising. Right, right, right. It's creating a Facebook group. Right. Where the Facebook group becomes the thing or it's, you know, it becomes this thing that is about the group that isn't part of, you know, a necessary feature or function there. But since I'm talking now, I get to pose you the question so that you can't (laughs) pose it to me because it's a hard question. I'll pose it to both of you. Oh, no. How do you then find balance between those two pitfalls how do you embrace and think about right getting back to what we wanted to to focus on on this podcast how do we actually do this how do we avoid transactionalizing or abstracting while pushing forward make protect teach in our own lives and in our communities <sighs>
2: You, you got something, I'll, Harper, you know go what? first. I'll,
1: I'll say that some of the, uh, the best advice I've gotten in life is keep it simple, stupid. And I think that sometimes you don't need to take things to that next level. Sometimes you don't need to make it bigger than it is. What you're doing is enough. If there is a way to make it easier, more convenient, sure, give it a try. But you don't need to keep reinventing the wheel. If something is working, it's OK to stick with that.
2: It's been a lot harder for me, Rusty, and it it took, I would say, frankly, failures in my life for me to 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 recognize that it it is important, not important, it is necessary to look at things from the bottom up, to not keep trying to make it bigger and more scaled. Uh, but to find the not just the intrinsic joy and satisfaction, but more importantly, the actual connection with with my community of doing something small and real and and i didn't I didn't come by that as easily or at an age that Harper has come by that right it 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 took some real you know personal business you know failures to, to to recognize that 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 what makes me a better human being what what makes this a better world doesn't require that scale in fact scale is the antithesis I find of 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 what makes something important
0: we've written a lot about this in context of, of goodness over greatness,
2: yes, right? and right.
0: it's. I think we're all conditioned by the long now to see greatness as as the goal, and and I certainly know, career wise, that that was always so. The the, the the framing for anything I thought about was, how do we achieve this the the big audacious goal here? What is the what's you know all the blue ocean strategy blue sky you know good to great i mean every business right. textbook that you right. that you read is focused on this this fundamental idea and transforming your mind from that to the often mundane things that make protect teach will end up you know how it will end up manifesting i mean i, I think about the the things in my life because like you it's it's taken Fairly recently, you know, some of these events and a real commitment to sort of embracing goodness over greatness, and I think about the nature of each of those commitments, and you know, commitment to making you, you know, you know, we're, we're we're planting an orchard, right, and it no no apples will come from this orchard for six years, right, and it it's this every week going out there every spring it's spending. You know, eighty hours planting and, and preparing for the season and all this, knowing we want to make something and we're we're, we're preparing yep. to do it, but it's it's this banal work that doesn't have a payoff. And you know, I've I you know we think about it in our family, both of our families homeschool. That's an everyday, everyday commitment, and you're and it's ongoing. And it, frankly, it often has negative emotional payoffs. Sure does. And I think everyone here, <laughs> Harper's nodding,
1: <laughs> as the product of that homeschooling experience. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It seeps into everything you yeah. do. And sometimes it sucks. And you've got to, you keep doing it. You keep doing it because you know it will be worthwhile.
0: And and yet it won't be great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Not to say that it won't be, I, I, we use great as sort of this yes, yeah, yeah. superlative of good. No, 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 no. It won't be great and large. The The, the biggest homeschooling will ever be is...
1: Is your family. Is your
0: family and, and some of the people that they touch. And I'm not t- not to say that that doesn't have, you know, things that echo throughout eternity and all that nonsense. Of course it does. But at the same time, the scale is small. It's small. You know, the scale of volunteering and, and, and as I know, you know, we have a, a pack member we're very close with who who volunteers with uh, you know, the EMS in his community. It's there. It is a hundred lives a year that 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 his actions and his work will touch but it will do so profoundly and deeply. And and so those are are really transformative or they require a transformation of the mind relative to greatness. And I think we each have our own song we're singing, but I know that there's a lot of other
2: songs that people have in mind. Yeah, you know, Rusty, before COVID, I traveled a lot. um, All over the world and everywhere I'd go, And I just mean this kind of, I mean, everywhere in the world, what struck me, two things. First thing that struck me was how many small acts of kindness and charity and figuring stuff out that I saw everywhere, so many people doing, right? That that was one of the things that really struck me, right? Is this just this? Is it innate? I I think so, I hope so, right? That that, that humans are always trying to figure something out, solve a little puzzle, um, help out in a little way, right? So that that really struck me, but here's what struck me even more. Without exception, everyone, I saw doing these small acts of, 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 of kindness and puzzle solving and making and protecting and teaching. Without exception, each of these people thought, eh, that's not enough that, that that wasn't as important as volunteering for a political party for some candidate right for some national candidate for a candidate that that wasn't as important as oh working for my corporation to you know do a fund drive for 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 for, for XYZ to start a movement to change the world right yeah right and 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 frankly Harper I was going to say, I especially saw this in younger people, but that's not even true anymore. I I, 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 I saw it across all nationalities and in and, and all age groups. And I know that there is an, it's that it's the intentionality of powerful interest that tell us day in and day out that it's not enough for you to do these good works and puzzle solving, and, and, and you're saying that, oh yeah, that's cute, and Patrick, but 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 if you really want to do something, you need to get out the vote for candidate XYZ. It's
1: not enough that you like drawing. Why don't you have an Etsy shop? Why haven't you made a business out of this and yet? There's, a, there's absolutely there's element that a lot. That.
0: You yeah. are a successful 29-year-old vice president, and you are not already on the board of a, a national charity. What's wrong with you? Absolute right. failure. And it, but it is real, and, 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 and it is part of the long now. And w- when we talk about the effect of, of the widening gyre and, and, and this moving us toward a competition game, right? Where as we continue to play this game, everyone's defecting against the other, right? And we've written a lot about this. These acts, they're not acts of defection. They're acts in a game where everyone is choosing to act in their own interests and away from others. These small acts are acts of cooperation, yep. of collaboration, of signaling. And is it possible? Is it possible that a sufficient number of these bottom-up small-scale movements, not movements, or simple actions, yep. can they change the nature of the game, and if not, does it or either way? Does it matter?
2: So, Rusty, we're going to find out. <laughs> we're going to find out. I, I do want to say, look, I'm not saying that politics and national politics or, or, I'm not saying it's not important. But what I'm saying is that what is even more important is the political, the social, and and politics doesn't equal the political, right? The the, the political is how we live our lives with each other as a polis, as a people. And I, I do think that it is very possible for a social movement to grow. I like to describe it as crystal-like, right? So and you know how a crystal grows, right? It's a very small thing. It's a seed, it, but it has the right form. And if it has that right form, it does grow over time. And crystal over here and little crystal over there, as they grow and they meet, they become a meshed crystal. Right? I don't want to get too far into this. But this is how something actually changes from the bottom up. And this is why I think we can actually accomplish. It's a long game. It's a long game, which is again at the antithesis of trying to bring everything into the present. But by God, there's a hunger for this and it's a hunger that I felt in myself personally. I I, I've, I see it, I hear it in other people, I hear it in our pack. And that's what we're here to support.
0: Well, in in some small way, because in in the end, I mean, Epsilon Theory and you know Second Foundation Partners is we're 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 never going to be for everybody, right? Not everyone. For (laughs) sure. And that's fine. But for, for people who are you know that we consider within within this particular pack, in a small way, we are trying to let's say create a culture for those crystals to to form. Right. Right. And so you know, one of the things and, and it's one of the reasons I wanted to have Harper on today, as a community manager for, you know, not only the the forum that we have there, but many of those subcommunities that we're trying to launch, you know, she's really trying to shepherd these efforts to 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 form that little I don't know I don't think you really form crystals in a petri dish, but we'll use <laughs> the petri dish expand you know to extend this yep. analogy a little bit further further to allow, you know, both what I would describe as affinity groups as well as regional groups to form Correct. to
2: identify mm-hmm.
0: opportunities to make, protect, and teach. I'll turn it over to you guys, maybe just to give a a, a quick promo for that so to let people know how they can connect.
2: Yeah, look, and, and this is where we, I wanted to, 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 to wrap up this podcast, Rusty, because what we mean by putting something into practice is I mean, we, you know, you, Rusty, you, Harper, and me, we're going to put this into practice by creating I'll call it a platform. I know that's a high flute a word, but I want to call it a platform, right to seed, crystallize, encourage people to 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 a live their lives this way, but to find other pack members, their own pack doesn't have to be our pack, can be their pack, a different pack to put this into practice, right? And so what that means is Providing a a, a notion of organization, right? A place where people can identify others, right? Either in their area, their interests that they share, right? That they can meet and connect on our platform. Try to provide our guidance is the wrong word. Our lessons learned, right? Our, 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 Our framework for how to avoid the pitfalls of either transactionalism right, or abstraction, I think, frankly, at some point, I'm really hopeful that we can have, actually help with funding, (laughs) right? I really do. I think there's a path forward for us to do that as well. But that's what I want, Second Foundation Partners, that's what I want Epsilon Theory to become, right, is that platform so that we can let a thousand flowers bloom,
0: Well, it's a big vision, uh, but a good one, I think. And if it sounds like something you'd like to be a part of, uh, we encourage you to come by the website, check it out. In particular, I'd suggest that you join the forum and watch and take part in some of the conversations that are already happening about Make, Protect, Teach. Until then, uh, we're so grateful that you joined us today, and we look forward to speaking with you on our
2: next podcast.